0: Welcome to another episode of Morning Coffee with your host, Rick Alexander. I started this show to talk about all of the interesting, complex, paradoxical, and sometimes uncomfortable aspects of the human experience if you get anything from this show the greatest compliment you could give me is to share this show with somebody that you think the message may resonate with or to head to itunes and give us a five-star review additionally if you want to interact with me you can follow me at rickalexander underscore on instagram without further ado on to the show Hey everybody, happy Monday, welcome back to the MCP. Before we get into today's show, I just wanna mention that I have two spots available for The Modern Man's Call that kicks off tomorrow night. It's a 12-week course exploring the phases and evolution, really, of masculine psychology. And more than that, we're taking a look At all of the sticking points in our development that keeps us from showing up as a healthy, embodied, masculine presence in the world, both for ourselves and for our family, us being able to do that is the thing that gives us a full life. And it's been my experience that men have a lot of difficulty really evolving into the fullest and realest expression of who they are. And so if you're interested in that, hit me up. Uh, you can either apply at the link in the show notes of this episode, or you can hit me up at Rick Alexander underscore on Instagram. Send me a DM. We can set up a quick time to chat and just see if it's a good fit for you. Uh, but don't wait, because again, it kicks off tomorrow night. Also on June 1st, I'm opening the next batch of the personal podcast project. So that's available to both men and women if you're interested in having a podcast that is really designed to give you further insight into your life, your nuances, your personality, your coping mechanisms, and things of that nature, then be on the lookout for that. Again, that's going to kick off on June 1st, and there will be a limited number of spots for that as well. So I was listening to a talk by James Hollis, who is a Jungian scholar and an analyst, psychologist, speaker, writer, really an educator in depth psychology. And he was talking about a study that one of his colleagues had done, where they had done research into the image of God in teenagers. And what the research found was that there was a one-to-one correlation between the image of God that these teenagers had and their family dynamics. And so what that means is, if you come from a family that is really punitive then you likely have an image of god that is very punitive if your family is shame based then perhaps you have an image of god that is shameful right that keeps you in cycles of shame now we have to talk about a couple of things right the first is what does it even mean when we talk about an image of God, right? This is the way in which you perceive God. And we have to create space here between your image of God and what God actually is. I heard a really cool definition one time that said, by definition, God is everything that is outside of your awareness. And that makes a lot of sense, because if you think about the way that we classify the world, we classify the world with labels and things, right? And so when we talk about... God as archetype, we're talking about the the archetype of wholeness. When we talk about creator, we're talking about the alpha and the omega, right? We're talking about the nexus from which everything comes, right? Whatever that is. Again, and then what you project onto that is your image of how that thing acts. But we have to, again, create space between the image and the reality because it is likely that you as a finite creature don't have access to infinite knowledge, right? These are two different ways of perceiving the world. Because you're embodied, you're limited. And so you have to have an image of what this thing is, but it doesn't mean that that's the actual thing. And so most of our definitions end up confining whatever it is that God actually is, right? We confine him or her or it, Whatever your, you know, whatever your disposition, and this is a labyrinth, so I totally understand that, but we confine it to a label with a words. So we act like God is a thing, but it's important to recognize that whatever God is, it is no thing. If you're talking about a thing, then you're obviously not talking about what it is that God is. It can be really hard to pull parse this apart, but it is important that you do so because this is your image about how the entire cosmos is structured, right? This is the order of everything. And so you have some sort of image about how all of this is. Now, a lot of us, because we inherently recognize the complexity of trying to figure that out, we end up Uh, dismissing that complexity and we try to simplify it. We say, God is like this. God is like this. right? And so we simplify our image of God so that we can better understand it. But just because we tell ourselves something, again, doesn't mean that that thing is reflective of reality. What does this mean for us today? Your image of God, your image of the cosmos is very likely to be your image of your family dynamic. And so do you see the world as a fair place? Do you see the world as you know, opportunity? Do you see it as punishment? Do you see it as a trial that you have to endure? Were you supported in your curiosities and your adventures? Do you see it as a safe place to be? Right, These are all questions because All of our other beliefs about who we are, how we are, how people are, what the world is, are going to be layered on top of whatever our fundamental belief about all of this is. And most people don't ever evolve past their teenage conceptions of the world until they have to, right? So it takes a lot of conscious work to become objective, right? Often it takes therapy or a coach or somebody who can hold a mirror up and say, well, this is what, what you're saying, this is what you're... So you have to see it from a different angle, right? And if we don't do that, then again, as I said in a previous episode, it is our various life crises which initiate us into the adulthood that we're here for, right? Into... Taking responsibility for our lives into the way, into transforming from that childlike stage of consciousness into adult consciousness. And most people, again, because we don't have an initiation in our culture, take those childhood images, including myself, right? So I want to say that this has been a struggle for me as well, into our adulthood. And then once we get here, now it takes conscious reflection for us to ask ourselves, whether or not the beliefs that we have are actually serving us or not. Are they actually true to reality? Or is it what other people have told us? Or is it what our family dynamic was? right? And so we take our image of our dad and our mom, and then that becomes the image of what God is as we grow up. Because you have to imagine that your parents very much take on a God image when you are just forming your ideaplex, right? When your ego is forming. You can imagine that when you're born, you don't know the difference between you, parent, couch, house, food, right? You don't know the difference between all of those things because you don't have any words for them. You haven't started cutting reality apart in different labels so that you can understand it. So it's sort of like one large stream of consciousness. You you are everything. You're connected to all things, right? And as the ego forms, as the idea plex forms, you start to parse reality apart and you say, oh, this is what I am and that's what you are. Now you can imagine that your parents play that image of God because they brought you into the world and they tell you how to be here and they keep you safe. And eventually your image will evolve in some way, whether that evolves toward an atheistic worldview, like there is no, nothing, or a theistic worldview. Perhaps there's a God who just kind of starts the universe and then backs off and just lets it all go. Or perhaps there's like the Christian God, which is very much involved in day-to-day activities. But whatever your God image is, is highly influenced by the image of what your parents presented you with. If you grew up in an unstable home, the world probably will feel unstable because that's your first model of what reality is like. And so one of the most important things we can do in our personal development and growth work is really ask ourselves whether or not our models are actually serving us, whether or not they're actually true to our experience, true to reality. Because what happens is if we don't ever take the time to evolve what we think about everything, right, about God, which is everything, about the universe, about the cosmos, about what it means to be here, then what we end up doing is we end up carrying that family projection into our adult lives. Now, where this can really cause a problem is when you look at something like a set of handed beliefs that all of your family has that you accept but don't actually buy, not fully, not at your core, not at your heart, not at a soul level. And so, where that can become hell, right? Hell is when your head and your heart disagree about how to move forward. Or you might say when your body and your mind are in different places, that creates the environment for hell because you're transgressing against your own constitution, right, your own code of ethics in some way. The problem is a lot of people don't know that they're doing that because they don't know what they actually think. And so we have to take the time to figure out what do we think. And again, if you're not comfortable with God language, use source, use universe, use use what works for you. That's actually the whole point of this, is to develop an image of what all of this is that actually works for you, that you actually believe. Because when your actions come into alignment with belief, then the environment for meaning can occur then you actually can have you actually have access to a meaningful life but until then things will feel resentful things will feel apathetic and you might not even know why again because whatever your belief is about this particular topic that I'm talking about all of your other beliefs in life are layered on top of this And so whether you see this life as a trial that you have to endure or an adventure that you get to go on might really have to do with the environment in which these beliefs were first fostered. A lot of times parents will use fear to keep children in line because they don't don't have a different way of doing so. They don't have enough tools. And, And so then the world becomes a scary place to be. Do you understand what I'm saying? The world becomes fundamentally unsafe. Lots of parents will do the same thing with shame. They'll try to shame their kids into belonging, into, into formation. I'm not even always saying it's malicious. I'm just saying they lack the tools and that's why we have to do the deep work. Everything else will fall in line with whatever that belief is and you'll find that you're just acting that belief out in many, many different ways. So, so take the time to do the deep work. Anyway, a little depth on a Monday. I love you guys. Hope you have an amazing day. We'll talk later on Morning Coffee you. Mm-hmm.